Well, I'm so excited that you're here to join me for Voice of Breakthrough, this podcast. Podcast. So we are going to hit some powerful topics. Every single week, we will be having a new podcast with a new topic. So get ready. I'm telling you, this is great to exercise to. This is powerful to uh, listen to when you're cleaning your house or cooking that dinner or cutting the grass, which you could turn up loud on your, you know, your, your little iPhone or whatever you have there. Anyway, you're going to love this powerful, life-changing, every single week podcast of Voice of Breakthrough. the Lord and I know none of you have this issue at all so I'm sure it's just for me but I've been really asking the Lord because my my attitude was really getting off a tad so Lord help because to be honest it's really difficult to watch lawmakers um, especially when you don't really believe that we the people are in agreement and you watch them speak seriously destroy the nation and destroying jobs and taking away um, our oil and then making us pay all this money to give that money to a nation that hate nations that hate us and want to destroy us and also make a way for possibly them to get a nuclear a nuclear energy nuclear weapons using the money we give them to get this, which using our own oil was drying all that up and really took care of the terrorism problem. And so to watch these things happening and then to have friends on social media who don't see correctly and some of them claim to be Christian and it just kind of makes you want to post like, what's wrong with you? Open your eyes because I've done this. And so I was telling her, I said, Lord, it's just really difficult and here's here's the thing if we are in the last of the last days and it's going to be really deep deep darkness on the earth then we're going to have the grace to handle that amen and we're just going to have to do what we have to do and get above it we know he's coming soon amen he says look up your redemption draws nigh yay hurrah we're out of here soon but when you really don't have it in your spirit that this is that time that the Lord has said, this isn't the appointed time. You're to push this back. You're to hold this back. You're to continue to fight. You're continue to believe. And so you're in that battle, um, which is why we're here doing intercession on a Friday night. And then the other option would be we're going into the dark ages, which would be um, actually the worst of the three options. The three options are God's going to turn this around. He's going to make this nation a light to protect Israel. He's going to make this nation where he was bringing it under the, um, uh, under the president that resides in Florida, which has the only nice weather in the country. All those angels, remember how Kat Kerr saw all those angels over Florida? Well, dang, those angels are keeping that place pretty nice. So anyway, it's divine protection. So they probably need that many angels there. But anyway, and so you're looking at it and there's three scenarios. It's either this is the end times, get excited, Christ is coming soon, just shine, shine, shine because we're out of here soon, get people saved. But there will be no spotless bride. There will be no big end time harvest. I mean, if he's coming as soon as what's being pushed on us looks like. 
Um, the other option is we're going into the dark ages because the church would not stand up and fight and intercede and deal with her issues. And, and so uh, the word is stolen from us and we won't let us preach or teach. And we go back through, a, through the a dark age kind of season, which still has underground church, but not this bright, powerful uh, bride being uh, coming forth and doing these greater works that God wants us to do. So I don't believe that's, I don't want to see that happen. That to me would be the worst of what could happen. And then the third one is, like I said, God delivers us. He comes through and we've actually stepped into an apostolic time where we see powerful, powerful um, deliverance like we saw with the days of Mo uh, Moses, Elijah. We begin to see God move in powerful ways. We see God make this nation what he wants it with true liberty. That's freedom, people. Amen. Freedom with true freedom, with real justice, where the court system is led by the Holy Spirit. The court system says yes to what our constitution says, and they're not making changes in it, but they're really doing what's right and what's right in the eyes of God. Um, justice, liberty for everyone. And so I believe God wants to bring us to that. Amen. And we have lived in a nation that has not been just to everyone. Let's just be real. There's been a, people in our nation who have not been treated like other people in our nation. And some of that skin color, especially uh, 20 years ago, 40 years ago. But let's admit it. It definitely has to do with uh, how much money you make, what family you came from, all these kind of things today. If you're Hollywood and all this kind of stuff. And God is shaking all that. Amen. So I'm still believing personally. He's shaking it. We're supposed to be believing. But I ask the Lord, I've got to get the right heart, Lord, for this. I've got to get the right heart for this. Because it's difficult to watch, um, you know, to watch your nation being destroyed. And, and for things that seem very senseless. I mean, um, destroying those people's jobs and giving millions and billions of dollars to those who hate us to then have to get back a product that we have more of in our own nation. But for whatever reason, and we know what reason, when you really feel like there is an agenda to destroy this nation and to cause us to be, have to be part of a globalist system, but they have to crush us first. And so when you see all that happening and other people don't see it and other people are celebrating and and they wouldn't be celebrating if they knew amen they wouldn't be celebrating if they knew except for those in the highest elitist positions who actually want to see everybody crushed and then they just live in this luxurious life off of our what we work and do and they don't care how many people are homeless or living below poverty and so you're like Lord, how do I get the right attitude? So, not that I quite have it yet, but I'm asking God to help me. So let me see. I like the, um, I like these days I'm using a lot of the uh, living, I think it's um, the living version, which is a uh, Jewish. It's a version that um, Messianic Jews use a lot. Anyway, um, so I'm just going to read this and let it sink into our spirits before we go into intercession tonight. Ephesians 1. Paul, a minister of Messiah, Yeshua, by God's will. You know, I was listening to um, the Passion, um, what's called the Passion movie uh, yesterday. Part of it. I didn't watch the whole thing. And, and I was just watching the Lord. You know, I know it's not the, but that, that's one of the best renditions of what it was probably like. 
And so at the very beginning, it's really intense in that movie. And, um, and so here's the Lord saying, Father, your will, not mine. And you see the enemy mocking him and trying to make him question, question everything about what God has promised. And I don't know about you, but right now the enemy is just trying to make you question about the promises for our nation, question the promises for, um, you know, for uh, the perfected bride and all these things. And, and you just watch the Lord in that, in that version in the movie, just really say, Father, you will not mine. I'll go through whatever you want me to go through as long as I know it's your will. Amen. And that's where I want my heart to be. Lord, I'll go through whatever we are supposed to go through according to your word as long as I know it's your will. I want to be in your will. If I'm in your will, I have grace to go through it. Right now, I don't have grace to go through it. Right now, I have grace to stand against what the enemy's up to. That's where my grace, I have grace to fight. Amen. I have grace to fight. And so I guess I just need to flow with the grace I have and not try to have the grace. I'm talking to myself now. Well, if he, he's not going to give me the grace to throw in the towel and say, okay, now just get through this. If he's not at that point of throwing in the towel and say, let's just get through this. I just answered my own question. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. So I, how many here have the grace to fight? The grace to intercede, the grace to stand, the grace to pray, the grace to do whatever he wants. And how many don't have the grace just to sit, sit back and say, well, we're just going to get through whatever happens. Well, we don't need that grace. Amen. <laughs> Amen. And we need to know when, he don't, when we don't have a grace for that, it's because he's not asking us to do that. So I was asking, I said, well, I have to have the right attitude in what I'm posting and what I'm preaching and what I'm saying. I don't want evil to get in my heart. Amen. So here he says, um, so anyway, so when I'm listening to the passion movie and they actually use the real words, you know, how it would have sounded, you know how they do the, it's in writing. So you hear the Arabic and Yeshua is really his name. Yeshua is really his name. And I think I can pronounce that. So I'm going to start calling him Yeshua because I'm thinking you probably like to hear your name spoken from us the way you heard it when you were down here and your friends used it and your mom used it and your dad used it and, um, and the disciples used it. Not that you can't say Jesus, but I don't know why they had to change that one. Yeshua is easy enough to say, amen. So uh, anyway, so to me, he's Yeshua from now on. All right, so, so he says he's Paul. He's serving the Messiah, Yeshua, by God's will um, in Ephesians. Those who trust in Messiah, Yeshua. Grace and peace to you from God our Father and the Lord, uh, Yeshua, the Messiah. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord, Yeshua, the Messiah, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places in the Messiah. And I'm not going to teach all this, but I want us to be built up before we go to pray. We have been blessed with every spiritual blessing in the heavenlies. And we're going to have to get into some teaching on that. I believe my spiritual blessing in the heavenlies qualifies me to walk in grace. God's empowerment. Amen. It qualifies me to do warfare, spiritual warfare, and to win and overcome every single thing. Amen. So, and to see Jesus the whole time and hang out with Jesus the whole time. So I'm, so I'm bilingual now. I can say Yeshua and Jesus in the same few minutes I'm talking. <laughs> Okay, I'll show you. I could do three languages. All right, so now we, I've just really gone there tonight. All right. He chose us in the Lord before the foundation of the world. I want you to get this. I want you to be encouraged. The Father chose us before 
He made the very foundations of the world. He told us, he chose us to be in the Lord Jesus Christ. He chose us to be in Christ before he formed the world. He chose us to be holy and blameless before him in love. So we're going to be holy and blameless before him in love. Amen. Help Lord. He predestined us for adoption as sons through the Messiah in keeping with the good pleasure of his will. So it's his good pleasure to adopt us and to make us his children. Okay, so when somebody says, who's your daddy? You say, God. The father is my daddy. The Lord is my bridegroom king. Amen. And so this is who I am in the kingdom of God. And let's get this revelation. No matter what's happening that's shaking in our nations or the nations, it doesn't change who we are and who we belong to. Amen. So we are here on assignment for God. Amen. We were born for such a time as this. We were born to overcome this situation right now. We were born to be praying here tonight to overcome this. We, we were born. We've got to keep our eyes on Jesus. Amen. And we've got to keep our hearts on doing the will of God and not being sidetracked and not being brought into unbelief. Satan knows he's got to try to cause those who are really praying and really believing to get into doubt and unbelief or fear. That's all. He, he has to get us into fear, doubt, or unbelief or he loses. Amen. And, and no one knows what the father's requiring or the Holy Spirit's requiring as before we hit that place where God says, okay, that's it. And all the angels come and do the warfare and whatever has to happen. Amen. Nobody, I think people give up right before their victories many times because they grow weary in good doing and they don't hit that place that God is telling us we have to hit. Why does he have a specific place we have to hit? Because he's trying to make us into his likeness and his image. So believe it or not, he is perfecting a bride in this. And probably it takes something like this to perfect the people of God to trust God no matter what. Amen. So that's, we're going to count it joy, all right? So let's have a big yay joy shout. We're counting this joy. Woo! Yeah, yes, God. You know, <laughs> when we prayed last week, remember when we all kind of prayed all beat up from the week? And then the Lord's like, no, we are not praying like this. And we had a prophetic word where we were going to ride down from heaven on horses with the Lord and overcome. And it was powerful, right? So I see the Holy Spirit doing the same thing today as I'm reading this. No, we are not going to fight from a down here help us God position. We are going to fight with the King of Kings with the Lord of hosts and we are going to do what he tells us and we're going to have a great time doing it. Amen? Amen. Woo so if you are listening and watching this or whenever this gets out there, you need to have real prayer meetings, people. Not sob story meetings. Amen. All right. Whew. So he's adopted us for his good pleasure to the glorious praise for his grace with which he favored us through the one he loves. We're favored, we have grace, we've been adopted by our Father. It's his pleasure to love us. He's caused us to be holy and blameless. In him, we have redemption because of his blood. The removal of our sin and trespasses in keeping with the richness of his grace. His supernatural ability and grace keeps us free from sin. He's cleansed us, he's purified us. We can fight the good fight of faith. Amen. We can overcome anything. He's lavished all this on us in all wisdom and insight. 
he made known to us the mystery of his will in keeping with his good pleasure that he planned in the Messiah. So he's unfolding his will. Think how shocked they all were when Jesus was arrested and that he didn't fight. And, and I was watching, I'm thinking, I, if I was them, Lord, and I was watching you look like you're losing, even though you told me, it was, he told them it was going to happen, they just amazing. And to watch him get beaten, I'm thinking, how amazing is your meekness that you would let God walk you through something like this and you never utter a word to defend yourself you never let hate in. So tonight we're putting on the shield of faith. Amen. We are not letting hate in our hearts. We are not going to hate people um, who are trying to lead this nation in such a way as to destroy it. We refuse to hate them. Amen. We're going to bless them. Lord, we ask you to bless them with salvation. We ask you to bless them with a Damascus Road encounter. We ask you to bless them, Lord God, with, with a breakthrough of who you are and a softening their hearts and breaking them free from their seared conscience. Lord, we ask you to bless them with deliverance from the love of money and this wanting of power, God. We ask you, Lord, to let them find you, God. Lord, we ask you to save what their children and grandchildren and so that the grandchildren and children can begin to minister to them to save them. Whew. Whoa. So he says, the plan of the fullness of times, so the plan for the very end of time for all this is to bring all things together in the Messiah, the things of the heaven and the things of the earth all together in Christ. In him, we were chosen, predestined according to his plan. He keeps working out all things according to the purpose of his will. Okay, so he's going to work this to the purpose of his will. What's the purpose of his will? To bring all things under the headship of Jesus Christ. To bring everything, to bring the Jews in, to get the Gentiles all saved and in the kingdom, to bring all those in who want to be in the family, to shake everything that can be shaken. You got to see, God knows, he knows this awesome, awesome thing called heaven, this place. He knows how awesome it's going to be when his kingdom comes here. He has this much bigger picture. You know what else he knows? We're going to live forever yes. if we're born again. So no matter how much suffering and pain or how much this fallen world gets you health and all this stuff you go through, it's going to be nothing compared to forever in complete perfection with God. It's going to be like a vapor. It's going to be like, oh, is that all I had to go through? Thank you, God. Amen. And so we've got to stay our eyes and hearts on the bigger picture. Amen. God wants us to fight the good fight tonight with the revelation of the bigger picture and the news and then just a little stuff coming through Facebook or wherever else, social media and all the different things does all it can to make you distracted with what's going on now so that you can't keep this bigger picture in mind. You know, the Holy Spirit could never do what he's doing if, if he ever wavered from the big picture. Amen. The big, if he, if he wavered from the big picture, he'd have to go and try to rescue. He'd be spending all his time rescuing and changing and working individually instead of moving everyone into this place of a perfected bride that wants Jesus Christ without spot or blemish, holy, powerful, mighty, holding back 
the Antichrist spirit. We are to hold back the Antichrist spirit. The Bible says the elect are to hold back the Antichrist spirit. He cannot set up his reign prematurely if, because we're going to hold him back. Amen. And we're going to hold him back to such a place that he cannot take our nation into the dark ages or the world into the dark ages. He cannot speed up uh, his evil plan. He's got to wait till we're out of the way before he can come and even, I think, get, get out and set the stage. God's got to help the apostles be set in position to clear up doctrine. Amen. In him, we were chosen, predestined according to his plan. And he keeps working out all things according to the purpose of his will so that we who were first to put our hope in the Messiah might be for his praise. After you heard the message of truth, the very good news of your salvation, and when you put your trust in Christ, you were sealed with the promise of the Holy Spirit. We're sealed with the promise of the Holy Spirit. Christ in us, the hope of glory. God lives inside of us. It's a great mystery that the church needs to realize. Amen? It's not a little thing. How can we be afraid of anything if Christ lives in us? How can we not but overcome? Amen? We will do what he wants us to do because he lives inside us to perform what he wants done. Amen? So we're not going to give up. We're not going to quit fighting the good fight of faith all the way until we meet him face to face. We're just going to live that kind of life. We're going to be able to say like Paul, I fought the good fight. I, I, I ran the race. So we have a race set before us. And if anybody reads the life of Paul or the early apostles, how many know their, their race was worse than anything we're running yet? Amen. But they were full of joy. Their hearts were right. They loved Jesus. They weren't afraid to die. They actually walked right into it. Amen. And God's going to get the church all the way back to that. And then even into a greater Latter-day works. So we want to go for this ride. Amen. Help us, Jesus. All right. He is the guarantee of our inheritance until the redemption of his possession to his glorious praise. Therefore, ever since I heard of your trust in the Lord, Yeshua, and your love for all the body of Christ, I never stop giving thanks for you as I mention you in my prayers. That the God of our Lord Yeshua, the Messiah, our glorious Father, may give you spiritual wisdom and revelation in knowing him. So we need to keep praying this as we're growing and maturing in the season. Lord, I want to know you more. I want spiritual wisdom and revelation in knowing the Father and knowing the Lord Jesus. I just want spiritual wisdom and revelation. I pray that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened so that you may know what is the hope of his calling, what is the riches of his glorious inheritance in the kingdom. And what is his exceedingly great power towards us who keep trusting him in keeping with the working of his mighty strength. So there's an exceedingly great power towards us if what? We keep trusting in him. I, I want to I walk in that exceedingly great power because I'm going to keep trusting him. Amen? In keeping with the working of his mighty strength. God's going to do this by his mighty strength. Is there anyone who thinks that God cannot have exactly what he wants by his mighty strength? So he's telling us, I want you to believe. I want you to fight the good fight. That's where your grace is. That's where the promise is. And you're just going to hold on until we win. Amen. This power he exercised in the Messiah. This same power was seen in the Messiah when he was raised from the dead and seated at the right hand in heaven. He is above. Okay. Our God, our Lord Jesus is above every ruler, every authority, 
every power, every leader, every name that is named. Let me see some of these words in here. I just I don't know that word. Not only in this age, but in the coming age. And he put all things under his feet. And he gave to be head over all things to the church. Amen? Now, I want you to get God's idea in this. His idea in this is, hey, Jesus won this. And everything is under God's feet. And then Jesus sends the Holy Spirit. They send the Holy Spirit down. Amen. And now it's like, you Holy Spirit, take this. Make them victorious. Make them warriors. Make them powerful. Make them holy. Make them blameless. And do everything the word says is to be done before the return of Christ. So he's not asking us to keep begging him to do stuff. He's really asking us to yield to Holy Spirit. How? And do what Holy Spirit wants. And my prayer is that the whole church begins to wake up to what real prayer is, to what real warfare is. None of it matters if it's not Holy Spirit led. It, it adds up to nothing. You're just wasting your time. But when it is Holy Spirit led, how many know you cannot be wasting your time? It's God. It's God. When God releases angels through you, they're released. They're going to battle. There's more for us than against us. Amen. It, it would be awesome. It's going to be awesome when the whole church wakes up. Isn't it? It's going to be powerful when the greatest darkness is trying to defeat the greatest light the world has ever seen. And then when God says, okay, everyone's seen my light now. Everyone's had that choice. The harvest is in and the church is going to be taken up. And I'm okay, I'm okay with all the people who don't believe in rapture. I don't think they're right. Because something is holding back the Antichrist. The Bible says it. And that something is the Holy Spirit in his people because they have the authority. I want you to understand this. He did not give the authority to the Holy Spirit. He gave the authority to his church. And the power behind that authority is the Holy Spirit. So... If I have a, let's say your car is powered, right? And that thing could be, you could have that thing full of gas or electric, depending where you live and what year you're listening to this. And it's going to do nothing until there is a human being in there who turns it on and gets everything ready and drives it according to the instructions. Well, I want you to see that the Holy Spirit is that gasoline or that power. But God has chosen the church to be that vehicle. The church is what is going to carry that power. And it's going to be the individual believers yield it to the Holy Spirit's direction that's going to release that power. So we, we can't release, we don't tell God what to do. Amen? We don't tell God what to do. That's wrong doctrine. What we do is we are led by the Spirit of God. The sons and daughters, the mature sons and daughters are led by the Holy Spirit, which means he's in charge. But we have to be the ones, so to speak, to turn the keys on in the car and, and start the thing. 
But he's the one who tells us where to drive. He's the one who tells us when to stop. So he is the power. And he is the one who gives voice to the Father's plans for the church to overcome. So what is he? He's all in all. He is the one leading. And he is the one doing. And we are the ones he's doing it through. You could almost say we'd be more like the car. He's the power, he's the driver, and we're the car. <laughs> Amen. Except it's different because a car always has to cooperate with you. Unless your car's broken. <laughs> no one in this room understands that. Ha ha ha. Amen. <laughs> but the, here, here's the big key. We have to yield our vessels to his control. And we have to trust in his power. So our part is to trust in his power. That he is who he says he is. He's going to do what he says he's going to do. And then to yield to him. That's it. It sounds easy, but it's not. Because of all the stuff in our hearts. And we're not going to get into all that. But that's Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit here is to help us get all that out of our hearts. Even the trials were to count joy because their purpose is to get those things out of our hearts so we lack nothing. To lack nothing is really means I know I'm full of the Holy Spirit and I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me and I know I can hear his voice and I know I'll do what he says. So if I know I'll do what he says, I know I want his will and I know he's the power to bring it forth. What is there to lose? Amen? Amen? All right. So he put all things under his feet and he gave Christ to be hid over all the things and to the assembly, which is his body, the fullness of the one filling all things and all. We are to be the fullness of God, of Christ. We are to reveal the fullness of Christ. How many know we're not there yet? How many know Satan cannot, Antichrist cannot set up his reign in his rulership and take over until Christ is revealed in his fullness? Why? Because God wants to give people a true representation of the marriage to the king of kings versus the marriage to the demonic Babylon, harlot. Now I got to say, the devil seems to be putting his mess together pretty fast. Right? Why? Because when you serve evil, you don't get a choice. Once you get in, you go. You, you don't get a say anymore. Your conscience gets seared. You get more and more evil. You're in bondage. You're in chains. They call it freedom. What a joke. So quickly, and it's so funny now because the enemy knows how powerful God is and he knows that he's trying to, to, um, to usurp God's authority. He knows he's trying to drive this thing into a dark ages, right? So what is he doing? He's driving like at crazy speed because he's so afraid how that the church is going to figure out who she is and God's going to stop him. And Satan has no idea when and what God's going to do. But he knows the church can do it. Satan knows the church can overcome him in this. The church just needs to know it and quit fighting. And quit agreeing it's okay not to fight. We need to fight the enemy right now. No one ever won if they don't persevere. Add to your faith. Get some faith. 
but add to it perseverance all the way. All right, so he is going to reveal the fullness. Now he goes on, and you being dead, to, dead in sins and trespasses. Let me go back. I like going, let me go back to this, the literal. Um, you were dead in your trespasses and sins at that time. All right, this is where he got to me. Because remember, I was asking, I don't understand how these people can think this is okay. How can I get it sort of in my head? But God, you got to help me with scripture here to get it in my spirit, man. Amen. I don't want it just in my, I need my spirit to rise up and understand this battle because my soul is looking at this and looking at this and getting angry about this and angry about this. And God, I got to get your compassion in this. At that time, before Christ, before you begin to know how real he is and give yourself to him. At that time, you walked in the way of this world. You conformed to the prince of the domain of the air or the ruler of the air. You conformed to him. The very ruler of the spirit who's now operating in the sons of disobedience. Let me read this. I think it was the Passion Translation. Okay. It wasn't long ago that you lived in the religion, the customs, and the values of this world, obeying the dark ruler of the earthly realm who fills the atmosphere with his demonic authority and works diligently in the hearts of those who are disobedient to the truth of God. The corruption that was in us from our birth was expressed through the deeds and desires of our selfish life. We live by natural cravings and thoughts our minds dictated, living as rebellious children subject to God's wrath like everyone else. So I read that. I'm like, hmm, you're kind of explaining this, aren't you, Lord? Let me do the Amplified. And you, he made alive when you were spiritually dead and, he sep and separated from him because of your transgressions and sins. And once you once walked, you were following the ways of this world, influenced by the present age, in accordance with the prince of the power of the air, Satan, the spirit who is now at work in the disobedient, the unbelieving who fight against the purposes of God. God says, here's your answer. Here's your answer. But get off of your high horse because you were like this too. Even as believers, if you're a baby or an infant, you're tossed every which way. So most of the people we see who are believers, let's say like um, some young people, well, Lord, once they go through college, if they're not strong in the Lord, if they're not led of the Holy Spirit, they could have, they could be born again, but they live so much like the world and then they're, so much lies coming at him. This is how it is in the world. And this is the big vision. And all the lies are thrown at him and thrown at him. Intensified. Everything they listen to. All their friends. Everything around them. And they're made to feel like this is going to be for a greater cause. And they believe that. They really believe that. So we're sitting there trying to judge our hearts. Like what is wrong with you? You're ruining the world. What is wrong? You know. And they're looking at is, Oh, because they've been taught the ways of the world. They're buying the lies of the globalists, to be honest. And so therefore, you're just old-fashioned. You just don't understand. You can't see this beautiful, greener world. You can't see this place where, the, and let's face it, the church has failed a lot in feeding the poor and, and bringing forth justice and, and not just taking care of selves. The, the Christian church has taken on too much of the love of money and the spirit of Babylon. Amen? But how many know God has shaken it? How many know God is saying, lay it down, start doing something right. Let's do this thing my way. And so we need that shaking, amen? We don't want to be like the world. We need to get this knowing that we are going to have um, 
mansions in heaven. We're going to walk on streets of gold. We're going to be forever with God. All of our needs will be met. We'll have the most glorious, wonderful, great, fun time. You know, if you have, an, if you have any fear that heaven's not fun, listen to Cat Kerr. You know, I mean, she's like, I said, Lord, I don't even know if I want that. I don't even, I want to just hang out with you and worship. I don't really know that. I want to go down Candy, Candy, um, Candy Cane Mountain or Cotton Candy Hill or something, whatever, you know. But if that's, if that's what it is, that's what it is. I'm like, it sounds like a, uh, sounds like a child cartoon before they got bad, but whatever, you know. It's like, but Lord, I don't know. You're awesome. You're, you're going to do more than I could ask or think. Amen. So, so no matter what the message is, it's going to be awesome. It's not going to be boring. It's going to be wonderful forever and fun. And even when the new Jerusalem, which is the people of God, come down here and God brings the new earth and does his whole big God thing, we're going to be in that forever, you guys. In glorified bodies, we won't look old anymore. Praise God. <laughs> Amen. You know what I'm saying? That's all reality. But you do understand why people wouldn't believe that. Right? I mean, what we believe is impossible to really believe. People who believe in intellectual Christianity, they're the ones wavering right now. I can't say how this can work. Well, good gosh, how did you get saved? You couldn't see how that could work. You know, the superior spirit's getting a hit right now. Amen? But once you know them and walk with them, you know it's true. But do you understand what he's saying here? They can't know it's true. They're in darkness. They're going to follow whatever the enemy feeds them. They're going to believe whatever they're told, whatever they're taught. And let's face it, we did not do a good job as the church influencing our culture, our schools, anything. We pretty much stay hidden in churches and let the young people go play sports. And now we're like, oh my gosh, did we help them? No. Thank God they've heard some truth here anyway. Amen. But a lot of places they haven't even heard truth. Even now they don't know truth. So you once walked separated and did in your sin. You, were follow, you followed the ways of the world. You were influenced by the present age. You were influenced by the prince of the power of the air, Satan. And remember, when you look at power of the air, you're talking about especially media, entertainment, spirit of influence. It's like, it's like a prince, which is a very strong power. Jesus is the prince of peace, but the enemy is the prince of confusion. He's the prince of lies. He's the prince of everything perverted. So you have to understand a great perversion has come over our nation. But let's be honest, it didn't just happen. We all heard filthy music when we were growing up. We saw a movie, the stuff that they can see on television and everywhere. Why do we think it's not going to impact them? I mean, I was so careful for my kids not to even watch demonic cartoons or anything with a power in it that wasn't of God or anything with murder. Now, it doesn't matter between uh, this show or that show or you can go on any time and find any show and on your tablets. And then they're doing this stuff at school when you don't even know they're doing it. It's everywhere. So how many know they need a Holy Spirit? They need a Holy Spirit invasion. We need an outpouring of the Holy Spirit if we're going to see a bride come forth. And if it's going to include our children and grandchildren and some of your friends and peers, depending on how old you are. Amen? All right. That spirit is now at work in the disobedient. 
Disobedient to what? Disobedient to believing God and his word. So how many know some people who say they're saved, but they're, dis they're the disobedient? So that spirit is at work in the disobedient, the unbelieving, those who fight against the purposes of God. Wow, this kind of says it pretty clear. How many, that's what's been upset. Why are they fighting against the purposes of God, but saying they're Christian? Why are they disobedient? And so the Lord said, you need to pray for them to have a God encounter. Somewhere they got off if they were born again. Or they're such infants, they're tossed every which way. You need to pray. You need to cry out that they would get revelation of who God is. Among these unbelievers, we all once lived in the passions of our flesh. Okay, there we go. It's got to do with passions. It's got to do with all this stuff stirred up with music. It's got to do with wanting to, to fornicate. It's got to do with wanting to do what feels good and go and, and not work or to work or what. It's like throw everything out the door and do what you want to do. It has to go with lawlessness. It's perverting. Satan was perverting. Prince of the air perverts every single thing against the truth of how we were creating the image of God that would actually make us happy. Among these unbelievers, we all once lived in the passions of our flesh, our behavior governed by the sinful self, indulging in the desires of human nature. Without the Holy Spirit and the impulses of the sinful mind, we were by nature children under the sentence of God's wrath, just like the rest of mankind. But God, being so very rich in mercy, because of his great and wonderful love with which he loved us, even when we were spiritually dead and separated from him because of our sins, he made us spiritually alive together with Christ for by his grace for you have been saved from God's judgment and he raised us up together with him when we believe and he seated us with him in heavenly places because we are in Christ Jesus and he did this so that in the ages to come he might clearly show his immeasurable and unsurpassed riches unsurpassed riches of his grace and his great kindness towards us in Christ Jesus. For it is by grace, God's remarkable compassion and favor. And I would add to that and power. Drawing us to Christ that we've been saved. Delivered from judgment and given eternal life through faith. And this salvation is not of ourselves. So it's not because of your own efforts. But it is undeserved gift of God. So what we have to be careful is not to start to think, how could they think like this? How could they act like this? The Lord's like, how could they not? With the mediocre Christianity that's taught in most places, with the mediocre fruit of the spirit that's seen in most of the church, and they're competing against that, what's out there, while everybody's running this way and that way and falling into all the traps of the enemy. And God's like, you've got to pray for them to have their eyes opened. It says, um, so our gift from God is not as a result of our works, nor our attempts to keep the laws, and no one's going to be able to boast or take credit for any of it. For we are his workmanship, his own masterwork, a work of art, created in Christ Jesus, born from above, transformed, renewed, ready to be used for good works, which God prepared for us beforehand so that we would walk in them, living the good life which he prearranged and made ready for us. Therefore, remember that at one time you Gentiles by birth. Okay, anyway, so I just wanted to really get to that. Does that kind of help? 
And it's, it's, you get so bogged up in fighting this other stuff that sometimes it's like, okay, all right. So the real deal, the real deal is we need to seriously start getting wisdom from God as how to minister to those who maybe they're born again, but they just don't see the light. Are they wounded? Have they been brainwashed from our society? Have they been taught lies about God and don't understand him? God had me, after I was praying for somebody and he showed me this, I, I, I text um, some, some distant family member and I just told them that the thing, I told them that the things I walked through when my daughter, when Lauren died, they knew Lauren and the years of walking through to see my son healed that I hope they didn't blame God for those things. That actually God brought me through it, but it was the enemy who did it. And then I said, you've been through some hard things too. And I'm, I'm afraid, not I said, afraid. I said something, you've been through some hard things too. And I just really pray for you that you didn't let bitterness in your heart. Because that bitterness is what? Blaming God for what Satan has done which will cause people to buy the lies of the Antichrist. And so the Lord's like, that's it. I want you to get compassion to rescue people, not shame people, not throw people. But so, so you have to, sometimes you have to wake them up with, with truth, with a question to shake them and say, what am I thinking? But when I read this, they are blinded by the prince of the air. Amen? Blinded. If they were ever in Catholicism and they've never really had their eyes open to break its power and renounce it they're blinded by Antichrist that was a big big representation of the Antichrist spirit when Catholicism took the place of true Christianity and then they made you be that and they that's the dark ages amen so so there's a lot of things the whole covering doctrine in the church is an offshoot from Catholicism all of it which is when the church began to look to man and leaders instead of helping connect people to the headship of Jesus Christ. So truthfully, we're not connecting people to the headship of Christ. And then we're wondering, why don't they hear him? Why don't they see it? Why don't they know? So, but we also know God's going to restore the apostles for real to bring purity to doctrine. Amen? And so we're believing that we are going to hold back what the enemy is trying to do, we are going to watch God put into place those he is raising up in this hour to speak truth and love. And that it seems like he's really doing a shaking and almost a separating. Not the prophets who aren't fighting. They're not, they're still his, amen. But he's doing a shaking to humble them, I believe. And at the same time, he's already humbled those who were fighting and have missed some of the dates and some of the ways they thought it was going to happen. Amen. So how many know God's into the humbling business? Amen. And but we're, I, just, we, I just want us to keep our eyes on the Lord and on his word as we fight this good fight. And what we do, we do in faith. Okay, so we don't have to see it right away. Now, we saw powerful turnaround right after we prayed last week. And I'm believing we're going to see some of that come through on what's in the courts today. Amen. But my eyes are still on nothing but God. Amen. My, I think that's why the enemy today tried to bring me down like, oh, wait till you hear that bad news again. You know, like, but you know what? I'm not looking for the news of the world. 
Uh, God's going to do what he's going to do, how he's going to do it. If he can part the Red Sea for real, that really happened, then he can do all this with or without the court systems. Amen? I pray he does it for the, with the court systems because it shows there's some foundation in our court system still. But if he's got to wreck the whole thing because it's so corrupt and raise up something, how many knows he can do it? Amen? So how many knows it needs to be done? How many, now I don't want to go back at all to all the corruption and filth and the stuff we found out about um, a lot of the leaders of this nation and the schools and everything else. This whole thing has to be unraveled by God. Amen? So we're just going to go for the ride and trust him. And we're going to pray what he wants us to pray. So I'm going to do this prayer to close out the Facebook and um, then we're going to go on to this other part of really cool prayer in a minute. So Father, we just think, not that this isn't cool prayer too, God. This is cool prayer too. <laughs> Heavenly Father, we just come before you. I thank you for your presence in this room. Lord, I thank you right now as you're downloading a refreshing on everyone here. And I pray that everyone who hears this, Lord God, that's been a watchman on the wall, that's been wondering what to do, who, who the enemy's been attacking in all of this thing, Lord God, that they would receive the joy of the Lord right now. Ho! Oh, their strength renewed. Lord, that the reverent fear of you, to know how powerful you are and mighty you are and how great you are, and that you say you'll bring all your plans to pass. Lord, that we would begin to walk in your wisdom and not even be phased by what the enemy's up to. Lord, that we could yawn at what the enemy's up to and even laugh like you do as we know that you are greater and we are in agreement with you and we're up to what you're up to, God. So Father, we just give you praise and ask you to encourage all those who are listening. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Now, if you love this teaching, then you better say you love this teaching. Then we want you to check out our web at beautyforashes.org. There is so much teaching there and there's a resource uh, library there. And also check out my Facebook page at Cindy Foster beauty for ashes ministry we'd love you to partner with us and come along for the ride into the apostolic god bless you 